finish off by the game day, Bluebeard. <laughs> bro, hold up. You started with a whole different accent and it went southern out of nowhere, brother. <laughs> brother, I don't know what I'm doing. It's 4 <laughs> o'clock. I am tired today on this week 7 recaps episode of Fantasy. You sound like a commercial, man. Hey, I am tired too, but we got business to take care of. We man. do have business to take business. care of. But hey, real quick, shout out our lucky winner of the jersey giveaway. A lot of people obviously, but but a lot of people obviously commented on our our TikToks and shit, our videos, and, yeah. and gave us a rating on Spotify and Apple. Mm. Well, shout out to Salquist thirteen. I don't know if that's how you pronounce Sal- it. Salquist, Sal Salquist, Salquist, Salquist with the I. Salquist. Ah, Salquist. Shout out, man. Yeah, yeah. You got a nice little TikTok, bro. We're going to give you a jersey. So shout out to everybody who commented and gave us stars and stuff like that on our on our podcast. And if you want to, like, send us, ship us some actual physical stars, that'd be lit, too. You've seen that SpongeBob episode where they have, like, the gold stars and no. shit? No? no? Kondo, you know what I'm talking about? Producer Kondo, you know what I'm talking about? Kondo's waving. Producer Kondo's Kondo knows what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Shout out all the fans who watch SpongeBob. Um, well, hey, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know what the fuck is happening. It's, it's, it's fantasy football week seven recaps episode. A lot of shit happened. Uh, before we jump into fantasy, um, how did your fantasy team do this week? Because I'm going to interrupt and answer my own question. Oh, fuck. B- you just B- wanted to hear it back. How did your fantasy team <laughs> Bichon, do? Well, I'm going to interrupt and go through. My- right, no, Bijan fucked me. Y- yeah, he fucked a lot of people. You know what they should have done? These fantasy apps. You really can't do it, though, because you it's too complex. But like. Obviously, the betting apps, they voided a lot of, of uh, B. John mm. Robinson bets and shit like that, where, like, you didn't lose your money. But with fantasy, it's harder because then it, it adds, like, there's a complexity, right? Who were you going to start in front of them? A bunch of shit. So well, I, the problem, the problem really with do that. doing that and mitigating that risk is that... Now you know po- post-hand who scored higher, so you can just sub in. Like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, but that. it's one thing if he didn't play at all. The fact right. that he played, is there's nothing you can do about that. So yeah, the fact annoying. that Bijan oh, actually did play. Snaps. Yeah, even, not even that. Like, you didn't play him the entire game, and then with 33 seconds left, you gave him a carry. He's got, a massive, he- he's got a massive headache, but let's run him into a 6'5", 330-pound guy right to end the game. Let's just do it. I think it's really smart. Maybe they really thought, smart. like, you know, maybe throughout the game, his head was hurting, and it was like it was kept hurting, it kept hurting. Mm. They thought it was going to get better. And by the end of the game, they're like, you know what? The only way we can cure his headache is by running him into a brick wall. Oh, absolutely. Maybe that was the thought. That is so smart. Dude. I mean, you are literally just, you are, that, that's just beautiful work. I, you. I definitely feel for all my Bijan owners, though. My Bijan managers out there, man, it's tough. It's a tough world to live in sometimes. You know, a lot of bad things going on, uh, including Bijan not getting his carries. Yeah, seriously. I'm seeing some comments on TikTok <laughs> right now. So make sure if you have any thoughts on your, you know, fantasy week seven lineups, what happened, you want us to talk about anything, make sure to comment down below. But I'm seeing some people. Uh, thank you for telling us uh, Chris Olave was arrested for speeding. Um, That's stupid, bro. Zeus commented Patriots five times. Uh, Jose Gomez said Niners, what happened? I don't know. What We're happened? not Niners uh, fans. Jack's the Niners fan. Um then Zeus also said, talk about the Patriots' impending Super Bowl run. What? Um, Is he the same guy that said Patriots, Patriots, Patriots? Yep. yep nice. Pretty much. And then uh, Stickum31 said, would you drop either Zay Flowers or T Higgins to pick up Debo? Bro, it is, neither, dog. You got to drop somebody else. Those are both guys that are going to contribute. I'll be honest. I'm dropping about? my kicker, not starting a kicker just for that. Yeah, no, that's a bad question, bro. Come on. Um, before we jump into uh, recapping some of the fantasy stuff that happened in week seven, I do want to get to this question. Um, which someone did just ask. Isaiah Moses says, is it time to panic on Devontae in fantasy now? It could be either Devontae Adams or Devontae Smith. I think it's Smith. How do they spell it? They spell it wrong? They spell it like Devontae Adams, to be honest. But I oh. think, let's talk about both quickly. I don't think you panic on either. Well, Adams, you're definitely not panicking. Yeah, He's of still course producing. not. He's, He's still not going to get thing. traded, though, which is not helpful. Yeah, that sucks. But targets were better. You would rather see him get some 
better performances out of a Chicago Bears defense. Yeah. But I think with Devontae Smith, look, the problem with fantasy right now is a lot of these guys that you would want to sell or, or how would you react to them is your, the value that you're going to get in return is, is not at all what – is not equivalent to what they're right. actually worth, right? So we keep talking about Calvin Ridley. You can't do anything with Calvin Ridley. If you're going to sell, you're going to sell absolutely low. If you can get a return of a wide receiver two or a wide uh, RB two, then sure. But you're not going to get that. What are your thoughts on Devontae Smith? I think he's going to get back on track. I've been saying that week over week. Look, like, I know he still didn't put up the numbers you'd like to see out of Devontae and what you were accustomed to before these past few weeks. But he Mm. still improved on the prior weeks before that. What you have to keep in mind is that A.J. Brown is having a historic run right now. Mm Mm-hmm. The past, like, three or four games. I mean, he's gone over, like, 150 each game. It's, it's something crazy. insane now. You can check me on that. Maybe one of those games he went for less than that. But it's he's on a crazy run right now. That's going to, as Adam likes to say, regress to the average. Okay? So, naturally, as he goes down, Devontae Smith is going to go up. And and so, for that reason, I'm not necessarily worried about Devontae Smith. I think it's like what, what Adam said with a lot of these guys. If you're selling Devontae now, you're selling him at, at what the lowest he's going to be. He's he's going to go up. He's going to go up. He's too talented. And uh, just A.J. Brown cannot stay on this pace. That's my thought. Agree with that. Um, let's go through the PPR leaders in week seven, one through ten. It went Travis Kelsey, Deontay Foreman, Jordan Addison, A.J. Brown, Alvin Kamara, Jameer Gibbs, Tyreek Hill, Josh Downs, Puka yeah, Nakua, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Who stands out to you the most out of the top 10 PPR performances in Week 7? Anyone that really sticks out to you? Hold on, I'm pulling up that list right now just so I can take a good a, a good look at that. Um, obviously, Josh Downs is huge. You mentioned him. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned him. He was eighth. I think, well, look, I got, again, two to my horn yesterday, two to my horn again today. I talked about Josh Downs like Week 2. I'm like, yo, this was at a time where he was on nobody's radar yet, right? Facts. And, um... It's just like with Minshew, now Richardson's out for the year. With Minshew, he produces. Minshew's a guy who can get the ball to his receivers in tight spaces, uh, in tight windows, and he was able to get a Josh down. So I think out of these guys, um, that obviously is the biggest surprise. The one I'm probably happiest to see, though, in this top 10, like I don't give a fuck about seeing Deontay Foreman up here because he's probably not going to do it again. I know I don't exactly think so. what you're going to say. Some of these guys. I love to see Jameer Gibbs. Is that who you, you thought I was going to say? Absolutely. I love to see Jameer Gibbs because – Look, you spent high capital on this guy. You mm. probably got him in the second or third round. Shout out to capital. Yeah, facts. You you spent high capital on him. I mean, the second or third round, it could have been third. That's fine. It was still really high. And to, up to this point, you're not getting what you want out of him. And you probably, you know, you, you, you start to think at some point, like, did I make a mistake? Did I make a mistake? I always lean on the fact that, look, like, I, even though the Lions haven't, didn't use him as much as you'd like to, to see them use him in the first couple weeks, they still spent that capital on them. They're still, I think, going to increase that usage as time goes on. And this week we saw that. It was great to see him break. Th- he scored a touchdown, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, and he he, he definitely had some, some nice runs. He had some runs. juice on it, too. Yeah, bro. He, he had some nice runs. He was breaking tackles. He looked strong, lean, low to the ground, as we know he is. And uh, I think that's the happiest, uh, the, the, the guy that I'm happiest to see up in that top 10. Yeah, you mentioned Jameer Gibbs. He had 10 targets, 126 total yards, 27.6 fantasy points. Look, I think he's obviously an RB1 while David Montgomery's out. Um, the way I'd kind of assess the, the Jameer Gibbs situation is I'm selling high if I'm, what is it, week, this was week seven. So if, I ha- if anything above four and three, right? If I'm five and two, mm-hmm. obviously six and one. If I'm four and three, it depends on what I can get if I have other running backs. But I'm looking to sell high only because we do know they love David Montgomery. They've given him the carries when he's back there, going to feed it to him. I don't expect Jameer Gibbs to take over the backfield this year. I just don't see it. Detroit has showed us that they're not going to do that. If you need wins right now, 
obviously you're holding on to Jameer Gibbs because you're going to have two more weeks without David Montgomery. He is going to get more touches. The only issue with Jameer Gibbs is that he didn't do it really until the second half. And mm. even in the first half, it was already out of reach. So it was almost, what did you need to see by the second half to give touches to this guy that you drafted 12th overall? So that's kind of how I would make of the Jameer Gibbs situation. Obviously, he's gonna, you're going to start him. Um, but if you can, if you do have other running backs and you want to you know, stockpile him with someone else and get another wide receiver, I think you could sell high on him right now. I think you can yeah. get a decent return. Um, let's go through some other Week 7 winners outside of those top performers. George Pickens was a big one. Eight targets. He went for five for 107. He out-targeted Deontay Johnson eight to six. Uh, six. Yep, that's the word, eight, gotcha. six. Uh, put up another 100-plus yard game. He's now had three uh, in three. Sorry. In six games this year, he's had three times. He's gone over 103 times. I wrote that wrong on my notes. I wrote that very interestingly. Um, he's currently on pace for 1,400-plus yards. Any thoughts on George Pickens? <laughs> I like the notes, but I, I got what, what you put in your notes. I understand. Three out of the six games, right. he's gone over 100. Yeah, totally. That, see, that totally makes sense to me. I'd love to see it. I, I was doing a fantasy live before on Sunday before the, Dude, the games and stuff like that. I know because you jumped on there. And a lot of people were, were asking me that question. I said to start Deontay Johnson. And I, there were other stupid things that I said before, too. I was trying to remember. Like, I was like, start anybody on the Packers because they're playing the, the Broncos. <laughs> You're not wrong for that, though. Yeah, Hold on. Every wrong. single person thought that. Yeah, but, like, what the fuck, right? So, Aaron Jones, like, come on, man. That was bad. But um, going back to George Pickens, I mean, you love to see it. Like, the, the thing I question always, we talk about Matt Canada. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Mm. Kenny Pickett's not good. But, I mean, Pickens, like, now you got... Seven, I guess six weeks because they had a bye, I yep. believe. So you got six weeks to look at production. Three out of six games over a hundred is something, something nice. Like you like to see that. That's more often than not. Uh, do you uh, do you know how he's doing on the games where he hasn't gone over that? Is it like bad? It's not as much. It's not a, as much about like these glow ups. It's about when Deontay Johnson's been out. It's not like he's been as consistent yeah. as you would have expected. I think I'm gonna still sell high on George Pickens yeah, if yeah, I can. Yeah. I just don't trust Matt Canada. You can't trust like, shit there. Again, we're relying, like, eight targets, yes, but five for 107, like, it's, it's a pretty efficient, like, stat line. Incredibly efficient. And I just don't see that staying, the you know, Everything staying like on plus. pace for that or something. Yes, he's on pace for 1,400-plus yards, but I think you could still George, package George Pickens with someone else and get, you know, a decent person. I would do that, too. No, I, would, I, would, I totally agree with you. I would package him, ship him off, just because I'm worried about that offense, but... Yeah, but clearly he's producing regardless of that offense. So, I mean, if, if you got to stick with him, then obviously uh, you're not too mad, especially I'm assuming he's probably like a more of a depth play for you. You're mm -hmm. probably fitting him in the flex when you need to week week over week. So, so yeah. I was able to move George Pickens a few weeks back uh, for uh, Jalen Hurts in a trade. So that, That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I think you can definitely get some some decent return on it. Another, another few guys that had a, a really good week. Jonathan Taylor is one of them. 21 touches, 120 total yards, 21 fantasy points. Week over week, his touches, his snaps are increasing. He's had 10 targets over the last two games. The usage is mm. back, and he's still not playing 100% of the snaps. Look, as much as you don't, Wish injuries upon anyone, and as much as producer Kondo behind the fucking camera right now is a big Colts fan, Gardner Minshew is a better starting quarterback for fantasy purpose when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. Because Anthony Richardson is not going to dump for it down and drop it down bro. as much. Yeah, and he's not going to take goal line carries away. Jonathan Taylor finally got a goal line carry. So, Jonathan Taylor, a massive day in I'm fantasy. very happy for JT. Look, the fantasy community, even if you didn't draft them, uh, as long as you weren't playing against them at any point, you love to see good players be back and actually perform. And Jonathan Taylor is another one of those guys. 
Like you mentioned, uh, when Richardson's not there, a lot of guys are actually better off when Minshew's in that uh, quarterback. And mm. the receivers, too. We talked about Josh Downs, Michael Pittman. I think he had a pretty good game. I saw him have some good catches. Correct? Producer producer Kondo? Mm-hmm. Two for 80? Okay, so I just saw one big catch that he had then in, in that. But still, you know, decent. Uh, but, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, man, it's just great to see him get his legs back. You, you knew it wasn't going to be week one. They're not even going to put him fully out there week one. Uh, well, week one that he's healthy, which was like, well, last week. Mm. And so now he's starting to get more touches. 21 for 120 is beautiful. 21 fantasy points. Love to see it. He's only going to get better. Another big week, Daryl Henderson and Puka Nakua. I mean, Daryl Henderson had 57% of the snaps. Everyone ran to the wire to pick up Zach Evans. And if you kind of follow a lot of these industry experts in the fantasy community, especially Frank Amarante, who's the game day's very own writer, who finished top two in the fantasy pros uh, rankings for experts. So shout out to Frank Amarante. He's been tweeting all week that Daryl Henderson was actually going to be the guy that was going to get those goal line carries um, and play a majority of the snaps. So definitely check uh, check out Frank Amarante. But Daryl Henderson, I mean... 57% 57% of the snaps, 19 touches, 13.6 fantasy points. He's a solid bye week villain. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's someone you are going to write home about, but I could package Daryl Henderson with another guy and try and chase someone else. You know, like this is a good opportunity. If you you have a winning record right now, that you could package him with someone else, get someone to uh, to fill in, obviously, with these buys coming up. Yeah, Dude, I mean, goal on touches tells you everything, right? Like, I mean, for example, I had Kareem Hunt in this past week. And I just had to. I had to fill in guys by. Like, I had uh, Derrick Henry on a buy. I had Tony Pollard on a buy. Like, mm. so, like, fuck, I got to put Kareem Hunt in. And because of two goal line touchdowns, he got me, like, 15, 16 points. Like, that's all you need. Yep. And so, with somebody like Henderson or somebody, anybody like that, who you just need to fill in a week because you got injuries or because you got guys on by, that's what you like to see. You really like to see, like, the two main things, right, which is uh, goal line touches and or red zone touches in general and also uh receptions and henderson's get, getting you those goal line touches so that's great to see it's crazy i also mentioned puka nakua i mean look if you've been listening to this podcast for a couple of weeks now we've been saying that actually cooper cup coming back is beneficial for puka nakua because yeah. all the everyone's eyes is going straight to puka nakua right. without cooper cup now cooper cup comes back he's able to do his thing in weeks five through seven together with both of them on the field they have the same amount of targets cooper cup has 28 puka nakua has 28 their stat lines, Cooper Cup is 17 for 295 and a touchdown. Pukunakua is 19 for 251 and a touchdown. Similar. So he has two more receptions, uh-huh. 40 less yards, and both have a touchdown. PPR fantasy points between weeks five through seven when Cooper Cup and Pukunakua are together. Cooper Cup has 52.5. Pukunakua has 50.1. I mean, They've identical. been the exact same. Yeah, in every aspect. I, look, we, we talked about it. If you listen to this podcast, bro, like... We've been giving you all the great info. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Josh Downs. Shout out uh, Rasheed Rice. I saw someone else wrote in the in the TikTok comments that they picked up Rasheed Rice a while back and he won him this week. Let's go, because man. Of us. So yeah, start paying attention, bro. Um, one last guy I want to talk about is Javante Williams. He played 52 percent of the snaps, 18 touches, 96 total yards, 12.6 fantasy points. Look, I think the main takeaway from this is he took back the RB one role. Right, like they, he's, they're starting to get him going a little bit. It took him some time to get back. He hasn't looked healthy really up until this past week. So, just the way the running back market looks, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say buy low on Javante in the sense of him returning. You know, this massive like investment back. Used to be, yeah, but yeah. what we've been saying, and we said it, I think even last week was that Damian Pierce and Javante Williams are two guys where their value is like at an RB three level right now, and at least they're going to return on an RB two level, even if it's low end RB two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's because of the way the market talented. is, they're too talented. Yeah, he's a guy like him is. Last time we'd seen him fully healthy, he was. A dog, like when you talked about like guys before they got hurt, Brees, Brees Hall had yeah. the same thing. And Javante Williams was one of those guys where you just, if he had never gotten hurt, he'd be a top three 
fucking running back right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, Even if it's just fan, like fantasy-wise, I'm in the dynasty circles and the dynasty community and stuff like that, and he was one of those top guys. I mean, injury can do a lot to a guy in terms of bringing him down, bringing his stock down. But great to see him get more carries. 52% of snaps is good. You assume that's going to go up. The Broncos just got a big win. We like to see players get more involved and perform well when they're winning. It means they're probably going to get more of that. And so, uh, yeah, the RB one. Let's let's see that keep going, man. Javante, if you can buy him low right now, then shit, I, I would I would look at it. I agree with that. I want to move into uh, talking about a wide receiver that's on the rise right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see if you can guess this player. I'm going to name a okay, bunch of stats. Yeah. Okay, so I want you to guess this fantasy player. I'm going to oh, name God. a couple contextual stats, and you just tell me who you think it is. See okay? me for Hoko. Uh, Jake Bobo. Aha. Probably is Jake Bobo. I Guess love this Jake fantasy Bobo. player, Felipe. This player is currently a top 10 wide receiver since week five. Okay. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Already? Shit, like one, one thing. Just saying, okay. Th- since week five? Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. This player has had more fantasy points than Puka Nakua. Since week five. Since week five. Oh, dude, it's just hard in a fucking vacuum like that, bro. Uh, who's been like fucking hooping? DJ Moore. Not DJ Moore. Fuck. Is, do I get more hints? Yeah, yeah. I just, I, de- I actually hit delete on, on, <laughs> on my hands. Like, All right, keep going, bro. Keep throwing your guesses out. <laughs> I hit the delete button. Uh, so now I'm pulling it back up. Right. I'll, give you, I'll give you a little bit more context. Over the last two weeks, he's currently the wide receiver six in fantasy. This Don't say anything over there, Kondo. All right? Christian Kirk. It is not Christian Kirk. I'll give you one last thing. Jordan Addison. It is not Jordan Addison. He had a big game. He had a big game. Oh. You, want, you want one, one last hint or? One, one more. Let me see if I can get you. Okay. Overall, how about this? George Pickens. It's not George Pickens, no. Keep going, keep going. You got this, bro. Since week five. Since week five, this player is the overall... Rasheed Rice! No, no, not Rasheed Rice. <laughs> this player is the overall... Uh, I, it's hard to say, like, what, how would you describe, like, player 25? Overall, he's number 25 in scoring in fantasy since week five. That includes overall. quarterbacks, overall. 25 in scoring since week five. Jalen Waddle. PPR. It's not Jalen Waddle. You ready for this? No, no, no. No, okay, I'm almost okay, there. I'm okay, almost okay. there. I'll give you one last hint. Oh, you have more? I'll give you one last hint. I'm, I'm just pulling up new stats to try and... He was the wide receiver four this week in PPR. Come on, bro. Can you give me, give me a division. What's the opposite of up? Down. Just out! Let's go. <laughs> oh, I was oh. like trying to find new stats in between, but Josh Downs <laughs> was the wide receiver four. He's the overall... Player 25, I guess. Damn. He scored the 25th most points in fantasy since week five. Josh Downs has been incredible in fantasy. He had 23.5 full point PPR points. I mean, look, Josh Downs is a guy. Another example. Mm-hmm. Just see what you can get out there. If you could package Josh Downs with someone else, Absolutely. I'm going to do it because the perception is everything and recency bias is even everything more in fantasy. So that's three weeks, five, six, seven? Yeah. That's, that's impressive. I mean, that's the, that's not like, all right, one week, like, who's who Look, led this week? Who cares? Like, three weeks is a good sample size, especially when it's a rookie wide receiver, and you're talking about a position that takes a while to get going in the NFL as a rookie. And so he's doing that in, in his most recent games. That's a trend that's going to continue to happen, yeah. especially with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Also, you got to keep in mind, in fantasy, the number one thing, once you send out an offer, the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to go to the full box score. They're going to look at the last couple that's of weeks, facts. and these last three weeks have looked good Juicy, in the box bro. score. So, try and, try and sell high on Josh Downs. Let's just I'm, see what's out I there. I don't want to. 
but just see what's out there. I have him. You know, it's one of those things where it's like I was so high on him before, the, like after he got drafted to the Colts. I was so high on him for my for my rookie draft mm. for Dynasty, mm. and then I draft I traded up in the from the third round to the sec, to the end of the second mm. round to go draft him. So it was almost like I called it and I got it right, and I can't really let go of that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard. But look, I mean, if you're playing in redraft, you probably can. You could probably get something good for him. Everybody does look at the recent box score. And three straight weeks is not is not too shabby. Bro, you want to talk about egos? I'm holding on to Calvin Ridley being a wide receiver one in fantasy. Look, everyone wants to talk about Calvin Ridley, and he's been bad. I get it. I totally understand. But he's the wide receiver one in terms of usage, routes run, everything. Like it makes no fucking sense that this dude is not performing. Granted, like Christian Kirk's been the guy. Someone I actually I think uh, tweeted both of us saying that he thinks I think it was Josh Pilecki. Who's a major fan. And he said he thinks that once Zay Jones is back, it'll actually be more beneficial because there's less, you know, looks and, and Calvin really doesn't need to do anything as much um, with Christian Kirk there. For some reason, you add more. Hopefully they go to Christian uh, to Calvin Ridley. But I do think better days are ahead. Calvin Ridley will still be a buy low. So make sure to go to our Thursday episode Bro, when we're live. We need um, to rename this that. podcast the, the Calvin the Calvin Ridley, Ridley buy low podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like every single week we talk about Bro, yo, buy low, buy low, fantasy buy low. Yo, is who has so- not been performing and who can I get? Who can again? We talked about Javante Williams. We talked about Damian Pierce, both of which fucking been terrible and they're going to return on the numbers if you pay uh, at an rb3 price they're going to give you rb2 value that's what it are is they? no but i'm gonna try that's what's buying low bro i'm so sorry to everybody listening that went out and was like bro i got calvin ridley for a great price dude started him and he got you like 1.5 and then he got you next week he got you two and he got you three like yeah, dude's fucking bro me. i'm so sorry man <laughs> yo check <laughs> Jack, uh, you can't see him. Maybe you can kind switch of see him. Switching his camera. Switching no, his Come camera. to the middle. Come to the middle, Jack. Come over here. Oh, Jack. Oh, he's oh, right there. Down. There you go. So Adam, Adam. So Jack fell victim to Adam's criminal fucking shit. Whatever you just did with Calvin Ridley all year, hyping him up and all this shit. Buy low, buy low, buy low. Hey, I got Calvin Ridley. I'm in six leagues. It's the most ever. I got him in five. Five leagues. Hey, hey. I'm, I have three wins or less in every one. <laughs> Better bro, days bro, are ahead, Adam bro. is the president of the Calvin Ridley Hype Club. And for everybody that bought low and you still haven't gotten what you expected out of Calvin Ridley, now you, get lower. you can blame the price. Adam. Hey, it's coming. It's coming. All right, let's move into some injury reports before we answer some questions um, in fantasy. Uh, I see a lot of questions coming through TikTok. But, yeah, some injuries to take note of in week seven. Um, currently Saquon Barkley, he hyperextended his elbow on Sunday, expected to play next week, appeared minor. Um, Austin Eckler, another guy dealing with an injury, low ankle sprain. Um, I think he should play, but Christian Watson, mild knee sprain, usually two weeks, but he's going to attempt to probably play. Jerome Ford, uh, ankle sprain, Jalen Waddle, back injury, Dawson Knox, wrist surgery. He's going on IR. The time for Dalton Kincaid has come. Here we go. Potential league winner out of Dalton Kincaid. Uh, that's a little heavy there. I, no, I think so. With the way the tight ends, with the way the tight ends have looked, potentially, potentially, it's potential league winner. You did say potential. I, I said potential say league winner. It's yeah. It's, it's he had his best week this week. A bit aggressive for me to say potential league winner for Kincaid. I think just because I'm 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 veering more on the the cautious side with him. I think he's good, and he had the most targets he saw this week without Dawson Knox. He's finally going to get a chance to flourish. I think it's just like I'm just keeping myself from getting too excited because Dalton Kincaid was another guy traded up for in my rookie draft for mm, Dynasty. And I'm course. like, I don't want to get too hyped too early, but he is, if you have him or if you have a chance to go get him in, in any of your leagues, he's on the waiver, then 
definitely well, make a make, take a shot. Well, the reason I'm going to say potential league winner is because Sam Laporta had a couple good weeks early on. Yeah. And hasn't really been that same guy. Yeah. And everyone has been freaking out in front. And if we just talk about the actual talent level, Dalton Kincaid was the bit, you know, the best talent from the tight end position in this draft. Easily. More than Michael Mayer. Yep. More than Sam Laporta. Yeah. Any of these guys. So Dalton Kincaid's someone that is now in a more pass-friendly offense than any uh, other tight ends, rookie tight ends, that is. Yeah. So Dalton Kincaid can be a league winner because of the fact that now there's no Dawson Knox. Now they're going to be passing a lot. And you can't trust Luke Musgrave, as I've said a lot right now. You can't trust Sam Laporta just from a consistency standpoint. You can't really trust any tight end outside of Travis Kelsey. There's, it is so hit or miss, boom or bust. So that's why I said potential league winner. Respect, man. I'm, I'm excited for Kincaid, man, especially in this weird tight end space that we're in now. Kincaid's going to have a shot. The only thing that's been holding him back is obviously Dawson Knox. Mm. He's getting receiver snaps. He's lining up in the slot, just kind of doing it all. And, look, Josh Allen has needed a second receiver to step up. It's always just been Stephon Diggs. He's never had that second guy. Gabe Davis is not him. Don Kincaid is him. Mm. I yeah, like I mean, it. I'm seeing a tight end. Right, uh, someone a busy boy said Waller or Sam Laporta this week. I think you still start Sam, Sam Laporta. Ryan right after said you can't trust Sam Laporta. Question mark. Look, he's still the tight end four on the week or on the, on year, the year. Excuse me, um, but he hasn't returned like he did. You know, between weeks two through five. So I think Sam Laporta is just someone. When you had Sam Laporta, people thought there was going to be consistency. I don't think there's consistency in the tight end position outside of Travis Kelsey. Mark Andrews has been great, right, in a full point PPR weeks four. Through seven, he went 25, 13, 10.9, 22.3. So he's been more consistent. But right now, unless you have Travis Kelsey, I guess, and TJ, here, here's what I'd say. The top four tight ends, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews. Then at that fourth spot would probably be Sam Laporta. But that fourth spot is up for grabs. And that's kind of what we're saying with Dalton King. He's not going to stick there, yeah, for sure. Um, let's go into some questions. I've seen user 401322. Oh, that's my boy. Uh, <laughs> he's been asking a lot about DK Metcalf. So he says, what should I do with DK Metcalf? Hold or try to sell? And if so, who should I sell for? Um, I think What's DK his outlook on, on the injury and shit? Well, I think it was hip and ribs. Um, DK never missed an entire game. In his career, I oh, expect wow. he's going to be fact. fine. I think you're holding on DK, right? Better days are ahead. His yeah. air yards um, are some of like I think he's like top ten in air yards in the NFL. That usually means that like positive regression is coming, as we've said. So I, I'm holding on DK Metcalf. Um, I'd even say buy low on DK Metcalf if you need a wide receiver. Um, I'm curious to see if someone's like not been as happy with the performances that he's had, but mm -hmm. that's what I would kind of look at with DK Metcalf. Um, oy. Let's get this YouTube question right quick. Uh, Karen from MSM <laughs> HR department. What's good? Uh, should I bitch all of my Dolphins players not named Tyreek Hill? Although he's he's suspect now after that huge drop touchdown. I would, yeah, I would drop Tyreek too. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> suspect as hell, huge drop touchdown. Shout out, Karen. I love from you, MSM Karen. HR department. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm willing to bet if you started an entire fantasy lineup of Dolphins players, you are going to, you're going to have a better record than like, Someone that might have, I'm trying to think of like teams that, who are we talking about today? We were talking about that most teams are like three and four, four and three with yeah. one person on a team. It's either like the Joe Burrows of the world or anyone that has a T. Higgins or even Amari Cooper. You could start an entire Dolphins roster and I think you'd be above 500 in fantasy this you'd be year. Fine. I see what you're saying. Though. I started Mostert this week and he only got like six points or something like that. But the thing about this Dolphins offense is they're super explosive. They just ran into a, a good defense. So, um, yeah, I'm starting other guys outside of Tyreek Hill for sure. And then when A-Chan comes back, you're starting A-Chan too. You just got to start these guys. They're too explosive. Devon A-Chan has missed three weeks, and he is still the RB9 in fantasy right uh, see, now. That's ridiculous, man. And, and Mostert is still like 
think RB2 still. Mm. Even after a bad week, you're still RB2. I'll check today. And so, yeah, nah, you're not panicking with the Dolphins offense. Come on now. Uh, JC on YouTube said, should I trade Rashad White and Hollywood Brown for B. John Robinson? It's .75 PPR. Eckler and Pollard are my RB1 and 2. I have Amon Ross St. Brown, Thielen at wide receiver 1 and 2, and Marquise Brown at the flex. Um, I would do it. I would, but I also don't think you need to. If it's only a two, if it's only um, a two wide receiver, one flex league, then yeah. But uh, a lot of level two noob, a lot of Dolphins hate. Don't stand for it, Adam. Um, I'm definitely not. Don't worry. Um, it's tough. I think Bijan Robinson is is one thousand percent a buy low candidate. He's someone that you want on your roster, but you also have two really good running backs in Tony Pollard and Austin Eckler. Yeah. So I might try and turn that around and go Hollywood Brown and Rashad White for someone else, maybe another wide receiver, or hear me out, package Adam Thielen with a Rashad White and see if you can get a better wide receiver there. I think your running backs are totally fine. Rashad White, not someone that, I mean, he's a potential flex play, but he's not someone that you would write home about. Nah. Hollywood Brown, better days are ahead, especially with Kyler coming back. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact to it. You could try for Bijan, but you have two really good running backs right now. Um, if it is just yeah, a two wide receiver and one flex and you roll, run out Eckler, Bijan, and Pollard in the same lineup with Thielen and Amon Ra, that's pretty deadly. That is definitely a pretty bad. Yeah, I probably agree with you. You don't want to be too thin at receiver. Assuming, I mean, you got St. Brown, you got Thielen, so those are nice. You're starting both those guys. It's nice to have Marquise at the at the flex when you need him. But it is our head. I'm seeing some more comments on TikTok. Uh, speaking of Bijan, trade away Bijan and Jalen Waddle for Mondre Stevenson and Cortland Sutton. Hell no. That's what? an absolute. Yeah, you can't no, do that. Absolutely I, not. Yeah, it's giving away the too fuck? much. Um, do you think <laughs> Drama Party two three six said? Do you think Kenneth Walker for Adam Thielen is a good trade? I also have Travis Etienne. Can wait, Kenneth Walker for Adam Thielen? If you're getting Kenneth Walker, yes. I think I'd rather have Kenneth Walker than Adam Thielen, personally. Yeah, I, I don't know the rest of your team. I, that, that doesn't really make sense to me to, to do one of those. I mean, I assume they're probably on a similar level points-wise at this point, but who has a better rest of season outlook? I mean, Walker's just so explosive, man. Like, I think you always want that higher-ceiling guy, but Thielen's been awesome. Thielen's been amazing. It just doesn't make sense, I think, the trade. It just doesn't make too much sense. I will say with Kenneth Walker, though, you know he's going to find the end zone, so that's always yeah. going to keep you alive in some weeks. Uh, this is a good one. Ian Meyer on TikTok said, should I sell A-Chan? I'm 2-5. and five. I have Eckler, Kareem Hunt, Williams at running back, Cup, and Christian Kirk at wide receiver. Kyron Williams, I'm I think it might be back? Kyron Williams, yeah. Well, there's not another Williams, right? Yeah, I was trying to think. Javante? Javante. Maybe Javante. Yeah, that's a good call. Should I sell A-Chan? First answer is yes. Yeah. I would definitely sell A-Chan. You're 2-5. and five. You might not even have time to wait around for him. He's going to come back yeah. after week 10. I think what you need to do is package A-Chan and Christian Kirk, it looks like, and try and go get um, – see if you can get maybe another two or three guys. One, at least, you have to be able to play now. So I think that's your, – your first move is definitely to sell A-Chan. Or you could even sell Kyron. If it is Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams is the guy you probably sell. But you got to look at the teams that are 6-1, and 5-2, and two, yeah. even 4-3, and three, guys that can really wait. If you try and trade with someone that has no use for them, I don't think it's going to work out. Thanks. Uh, Connor Burke says, is it time to give up Debo Samuel? I got Stefan Diggs and Jacoby Myers and Brees Hall at the flex. Is it time to give up Debo? He has who at the flex? He has Brees Hall at his flex. Oh, he has Brees Hall at his flex? Mm-hmm. Time to give up Debo? I mean, it sounds like you're okay at receiver. Jacoby Myers and who else? Stefan Diggs. Okay. I, uh, Debo's annoying. He's one of the annoying guys. That 49ers offense is actually annoying. Outside of Christian McCaffrey, they're all kind of annoying, but Debo probably even more so. Yeah, it, it, if other people are valuing him more than what he is, then I'm trying to get something back, trying mm. maybe something, something more reliable on a week-to-week basis, especially, like, where where do you want to fill your running back, your receiver room? 
Uh, I, I would look for more stability there, even if it isn't as big a name as Debo, but they bring in you similar productivity levels, but it's more even on a week-to-week basis. That's a good point. Isaiah Moses said, do I keep Jalen Waddle or get Jameer Gibbs and George Pickens? Oh, I would go for Jameer Gibbs and George Pickens. I think so, too. There's more upside there at play. Yeah. Even if, look, George Pickens and Jalen Waddle have been fairly similar as of late. I think Jalen Waddle will have positive regression. There are better days ahead, especially for that entire offense. But Jameer Gibbs, the upside is there, and I'll take a flyer there. Um, Jack. Jack. J-A-C. Oh, oh, we lost oh, it. we lost J-A-C. Oh, here we go. Oh, this was in response to, to his? Feels like I have good running backs, but I'm 2-5 and five and have to win this next week. I also have Goddard and Laporta. Yeah, you got to get rid of one of those guys. Should I try to deal Goddard now, wait until after this buy or hold? I would try to sell Goddard now, but I guess you said he has a buy this week. Kind of hard to sell, sell guys on buys because a lot of people want production right this second. Mm. So maybe sell Laporta. I think Goddard's a nice like sell high candidate at this moment. Especially after that touchdown, yeah. Yeah, scored a touchdown. He hasn't been consistent. I know he's like tied in five or whatever he is, but the tight end landscape's terrible at this moment. Other guys are waiting to step up, like mm. like KK, like we talked about, other guys like that. And so I'm trying to get rid of Goddard. You don't need two tight ends on your roster. Please load up on other positions, running backs, if you can. Dallas Goddard's the tight end seven on the year. Tight end seven, yeah. I knew he was like top The one thing somewhere. I'll say quickly just to that point is yeah. – Find someone that has that is tight end needy and literally say to them, pick a tight end. I don't care. I don't even, it doesn't matter who you want, but as long as you could say to them, I'm higher on this person. So, right, like theoretically, you could say I'm higher on Sam Laporta. That gives them a better barometer of like what they can offer in return and give them the autonomy to choose who they want. I think that's how I'm in my league. I'm trying to get rid of Goddard. So, just, you know, I'm also doing this. a good one. You want to read this one? Yeah. So, George Play, oh. One, he likes to play, George. What's up, man? We like to in play, In 2001. Oh, in 2001. Hey, guys, I'm 7-0. Shout out to you, Let's bro. fucking go, George. Big guy over here. My team is Tua CMC, Kenneth Cup. Oh, God damn. He's just giving up his whole team. All right. Tua CMC, Kenneth Walker, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Dallas Goddard, Flex James Cook. You're, you're balling, bro. Should I trade Cook for A-Chain or Cook and Olave for Jettas and Downs? Well, I don't think you're, you, you can trade... Cook and Olave for Jettis and Downs. I don't think that's happened. I don't think the other person's accepting that. Well, it depends because a lot of these guys with Jettis are usually, right, are below injury. 500. When is Jettis coming back? So he's supposed to come back. I think it's also like around week the week 10 mark, week 9 mark, maybe even a week 11. The one thing I will say, though, the Vikings are going to try and stay competitive, right? Yeah. They win. They win against – they win last night. Big win. So – I would probably approach this by doing either one of those. I think Chris Olave is someone that I think better days are ahead, but I also think if you can move off him, it'll give you less headaches. I'll take the flyer on Jettis. Again, you're 7-0. You can wait. That's facts. You want to get to the playoffs. I, it, it appears that Jettis is not going anywhere. It appears he's going to play. The morale looks good on the sidelines. James Cook is a safe floor, right, because of the offense. But I don't. My, the worry is Josh Downs that I have. So the way I'd kind of go about that trade is see if you can do James Cook for A-Chan just because of the upside, right? Like in the fantasy playoffs, you're swinging for the fences. You're not necessarily going for floor. You get the floor with CMC and Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's moving away now. But uh, that's kind of how I would handle that situation. Yeah, you're in a great position. Shout out to you, to be 7-0. You, you have the leverage. He said also, he responded down uh, the low, owner the owner of, of Je- Jettas doesn't have RBs. Look, man, I would go for either of them. I like the Jettas one. Stack up. Downs is going to be good for the rest of the season as well. And, yep, dude, I mean, you got Kenneth Walker and you got CMC. I would do that. Like, come I would on, take the man. upside. You're, you're doing good. 100%. I think that's, a, that's actually a good move. Pilecki, though. Pilecki, yo. Hey, scroll down. He's I fine. Have... There it is. Josh oh, Pilecki, friend oh, of the pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What's up, Palenki? How we doing, bro? Could you guys, could use your guys' thoughts on my roster and what to do moving forward? I'm two and five. Team, you got Justin Fields, Dak Prescott. Is this a super flex? Uh, or, well, no, let's just act like bench, it's regular. Yeah, yeah. All right. You got, yeah, Fields, Prescott, Bijan, Kamara, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Algier. You're stacked there, running back. We're getting the full team wise. right now. Here we go. Uh, Diggs, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman Jr., Pitts, Komet. Two and five. I, I traded Puka for Diggs after week two. Very nice. Very nice. But I don't know how you're two and five, actually. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, it's crazy. I, look, uh, you got to get rid of one of your tight ends also. We talked about this before. You don't need two tight ends. Pick someone up on waiver when one of the guys is on by. Like, mm. that's fine. I would... Trim down. You have a lot of depth, especially at running back. You got to trim down your roster a bit in order to get some bigger names. Some guys are going to need uh, more running backs, or they're going to need some insurance. They, there might be guys with, like, nothing on, on the bench when it comes to their running backs. And you have guys you could part with. You got Roshan Johnson and Tyler Algier. Algier is balling out right now. You don't need both Bijan and Algier. You don't need that. So keep Bijan. He's going to go back up. Get rid of Algier right now. Sell him to another guy that says, you know, well... Uh, you, you know, Bijan sucks and because he didn't That's play last week like. and Algier is like balling. So like. I want Algier and you're going to be like, yeah, dude, Bijan does suck. Like I'm going to give you Algier and, and get a big name player for depth. That's what I would say. I think you can, you're two and five, but you're, you look like a healthy two and five. Like you've been eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could also trade Michael Pittman Jr. He had a good week, 16.3 PPR fantasy points. Trade Michael, Pitt, Michael Pittman, package him with probably Cole Komet or Kyle Pitts. See if there's anything there that you can get. I wouldn't mind throwing in one of the other running backs as well. Having Bijan and Tyler Algier, I get it, right? That's the handcuff. It's just not worth it. It's, it's a roster not. spot. So that's that's kind of how I would handle this situation. Obviously, the quarterbacks are worrisome. I'd even rather play at this point maybe like even a Sam Howell or just streamed quarterbacks than playing Dak right now. It's just you, you just don't know what you're going to get. I think you'll be... It'll be more likely that you'll be let down uh, by the quarterback play. So, Or even, dude, go out there, trade Michael Pittman Jr. in a tight end, see if you can get maybe a low-end uh, quarterback see somewhere along. You're low in QB1. I got to look at how the quarterbacks perform this week, see if anyone was I, down. Yeah, yeah, but look, I would keep Fields just because I think, like, if you have any chance of coming back this year. I agree. You're going to be banking on Justin Fields' legs. He has crazy upside, as we know. But, yeah, you got to move on from Dak. Just because, like, it's not about Dak himself. It's about that offense that has been bad. Pollard has been bad. CD hasn't been near his, his ceiling. So, mm. you don't need Dak at quarterback. We're going to begin me. wrapping this up. So, as a reminder, uh, tomorrow's episode that will come out, it will be our cafeteria episode. We also had NFL insider Ari Mayrov. If you're big on Twitter, uh, he goes under the name My Sports Update. So, obviously, the trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday, a week from today. Yeah. So, he broke down all the biggest names, Saquon, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, what to expect from them. So, make sure to check out the episode that comes out tomorrow on our YouTube channel. If you're on TikTok, go to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. helps us out tremendously. If you're already on YouTube, hopefully you are already subscribed. If you did subscribe... Go check out the audio. Go leave us a rating. It'll be super helpful. Share with your friends. Um, and before we wrap up, we'll go through a couple more questions. I do want to shout out Jaden Faith, who said, shout out to Felipe, who told me in the live that the Vikings would lose. Skull. Uh, hey, man. I, that's another one. I talked about how I fucked up with the Broncos and Packers. That was another one. Oh, a lot of a, people were like. a hot take, though. A lot of people were like, Jordan Addison. This Jordan, I was like, please, don't start Jordan Addison. I told, oh. I said this. I was like, don't start him. Look, Kirk Cousins in prime time. He doesn't get it done. Not only that, but the Niners just lost against the Browns. Bounce back. Mm. That defense is going to go crazy. And guess what? Jordan Addison, two touchdowns. I'm so sorry for everybody I disappointed. I mean, he looks great. He did his thing. One of those touchdowns should have been an interception. 
Kirk Cousins literally tried to throw an interception. He tried to. He looked for Traverius Ward. He threw it to Ward, and somehow Ward toward, gave an early... To, toward Ward. Toward Ward. Toward somehow, Ward. my friend Ward was Dude, like... Good pal. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a Christmas present, early Christmas present to my friend Jordan Addison. They Good must friend. be they must be friends. You got so up many friends, shit. bro. Look, man, I, I'm so sorry for everybody. I said to sit Jordan Addison. <laughs> uh, last but not least, this guy Josh Price has asked a ton of times, so we're gonna answer it, and it'll be our last question All of the right. day. He said, Josh Price, sh- Josh, Josh Price. I can't speak. Should I sell Justin Jettis for? CD Lamb and yeah, Justin Jettis. Yeah, Justin Jettis. Bro, my brain, I'm short circuiting all so, over wait, the place. So, wait, we're selling Justin Jettis. Jettis for, for CD Lamb and DeAndre Swift. Yes. I would take it too. I would do it. I think CD had, still hasn't hit a ceiling. I sound like a broken record. Hasn't hit a ceiling. And DeAndre Swift in that Eagles offense is good, man. He's going to get his carries, he's going to get his yardage. So, I, I would definitely do it, not only because of the depth, but because I think both of them have high ceilings as well. Mm, Misfit Canyon TTV, TTV said, shout out to you guys. You helped me out on a fantasy a lot. So, hey, hey shout, out, uh, shout out you. Uh, but, yeah, as a reminder, tomorrow's episode will come out with NFL insider Ari Mayrov. And then on Thursday, we are back for our buy low, sell high episode. So, if you're looking for trade targets or who to trade away, make sure to tune in Thursday as we will have Frank Amarante, who was the second most accurate ranker in Fantasy Pros Expert Rankings the last couple of weeks. So make sure to tune into that on Thursday. Yeah. Then Thursday night, we'll do our Start Sit Live at 5 p.m. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And then Sunday, we'll be doing our pregame and watch-along we're show. We're back in the so office. We're back in the office. We're all together again. And if you do want to place any bets for DFS uh, ahead of Sunday, make sure to go to gameday.com slash promotions. You're going to find it all. We will see you tomorrow. Words of wisdom, three, two, one. We will see you tomorrow. That's Yay! my word. Josh Down season, Josh Dalton Kincaid season, Rasheed Rice season. You know what it is, baby. Not B. John Robinson season, though. Calvin Ridley season. Cal- uh, by low Calvin Ridley. <laughs> All right, see ya. See ya. The Caps Off podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Check out our socials at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube at the link in the description if you want to see more content and watch our videos. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.